I like to talk about Miramichi. I like to talk about sports. It's in my wheelhouse. We have hosted major midget Atlantics and then had our team ripped away from us thanks to Hockey New Brunswick. That still pisses me off. What I love about it is that you remember it one way, I remember it another, but we'll both remember it as The Run. Welcome to The Run. This is episode 15. Jerry Green is with me as always. Jerry, welcome. You're welcome, Patty. Always a pleasure to be here. Thanks to the gang at LJ Patterson Sales. Check them out online, folks, at ljpattersonsales.com. This is going to be a largely Chatham Senior Ironman-centric edition of the podcast. And why the hell not, Jerry? It was a (laughs) hell of a tournament on and off the field. And we're going to dissect the tournament from the Home Run Derby forward. We'll analyze each game, talk about the highlights of each game, the emotional highlights of each game. And then we'll wrap it up with a little breakdown of the play as it has now become known as. Okay, now usually you preface a show by saying the date that we are recording it. Now, I looked at the calendar before we came in. It's two weeks ago since the home run derby. Well, it's two weeks ago Thursday the first pitch was thrown. Right. Two weeks today the first pitch was thrown. So it's over two weeks ago now. I know. Was the home run derby. We are recording this on Thursday, September 5th. Right. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Home run derby, two Wednesdays ago. Am I starting, or do you want to go first? No, you, you're, geez, you're the host. Well, all right. So, so here's my take on the home run derby. I guarantee you in any other community, no one gives a shit. It's just an add-on event. Teams are in town. There's likely a meeting for the coaches and managers, a little get-together, if you will. And the home run derby kind of happens. Have you been told that at other nationals? No, but I'm assuming this. Okay. I'm purely assuming this. Yeah. And I don't think I'm far off. All right. But thanks for raining on my parade. No, I'm not. So we get there. This is Danny Carter's baby. Booker's in charge. <laughs> we're swimming in his wake. We're just on the scoreboard. We're on the music and we're on the microphone. We're going through our shtick. We're getting our show lined up in our brains. We're having a chit chat. We look down the left field line. We look down the right field line. And there is, what would you say, fifteen to eighteen hundred people there? Oh, I, 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 you know, excluding any standing room. Yeah, if all the seats are occupied, you're yeah, twelve, thirteen, fourteen hundred people. I go off to the dugout to make sure I have the names right. Correct. Not too many greens or quins, if you know what I'm saying. No. And you want it? You'd rather be right than wrong. So I go down to verify things, and right away, a couple of the teams are like, "Holy shit." Is it going to be like this all weekend? Like right away, the fix was on Mm -hmm. as far as I'm concerned. And I'm like, I know in the back of my brain that we're going to pick up steam, but you don't want to tip your hand because maybe we fall flat in our Mm -hmm. face. You and I know the difference, but weather doesn't cooperate. Right. You you don't want to oversell this. And I said, look, this is the marquee event happening in this community, if not the province, at this particular point in time. We're going to see some good crowds. Fast forward, and the game is on. Now, the emotional highlight for you and I and the fans, of course. Well, the big story first, before I get to the emotional highlight. The big story is, and when is the last time you've seen a wind blowing in from center field? That was the story. No question. Yes. The emotional highlight is the fact that Keating runs deep right Mm -hmm. into the finals. Chris Keating of the Ironman. Chris Keating of the Ironman. All right, so you you give me your perspective at this point in time. Well, uh, you know, when it started, and the fans are right into it, and we've got some kids out there shagging balls and... Wind's blowing in, and not many are going out, Patty. Right. Uh, right-handed bat to left field, perhaps. Uh, yeah, the first fella, didn't he hit four? 
Yeah, the dude. The very from, first guy. The dude from Nova Scotia lit litter ablaze. He right. he went right through. He missed all that. The, and he was a right-handed bat. Yeah. So everything was going left field, and so the wind could possibly aid you up and out. Right. But you don't. You're not fighting into the teeth of the wind into the right field wall. So I remember that part. And then after that, a lot of participants were having a hard time either hitting it out, getting one just to get on the board, because mm-hmm. you need at least one. Because mm-hmm. I think we went through a number of ones there for a while just mm-hmm. to get to the next round. 100%. And it seemed like, oh my, these guys are either not getting the pitches that they want, the wind's a factor, or maybe they just can't, you know, not a whole lot of home run hitting guys on any of these teams. Then Keating, of course. Everyone's on the edge of their seat right. when Keating comes on. He lights her up. He advances the next round. We get into a long little playoff bracket, if you yeah. will. Booker has uh, the format uh, laid I out. I like the format. I like the format. I like that we stuck to the format, and we communicated what we were doing to those that were involved very well, not pinning medals on our chest. Two-hour show. Two-hour show. Thank you. With, with, with all the extras yes. and the runoffs and the head-to-heads. Yes, we still got in and out of there in two hours. Everybody went by the rules, little timeouts that they got the right. opportunity to have. But again, reiterating, Patty, how important this guy is that's throwing the pitches. Because some of these guys were getting horrible pitches to hit. Yeah. And and uh, Chris and, and uh, Ronnie Hardy have an association. I think probably Ronnie, back in the day when Chris first started, used to throw batting practice for the Ironman. No question. No question. And uh, they had a groove going that, that developed as they went along. I think both of them probably a little nervous at the start. But some of these guys, uh, other teams, other participants, the guy throwing the pitches, my goodness, yeah. wasn't any good for anything. Now, let's go back to the... Keating-Hardy combination. Mm-hmm. A couple of things. And I love the guy, as do you. But Ronnie Hardy has that competitive spirit. Mm-hmm. The juices are flowing. Yes. He's taking it serious. Mm-hmm. And he's having chats with Keating in between at-bats going, where do you want it? Uh, Ronnie can serve him up with the best of them. And it was just a magical moment. It really, truly was. Now, is the home run derby diminished by the fact that uh, Keating falls in the final round? Not a bit. I don't buy that for one second. Didn't he have the best round in the semifinals? Didn't he hit six? I, I meant to say finals. Sorry. Right. Did I say semifinals? But it, No, no. You said finals. But didn't he hit the most of any round in the semifinals? Absolutely. Hit six? Yeah. yeah. He, he raised the bar. Yeah. And then, if you'll recall, on the second pitch of the final round, he bombs one out, which is maybe, what, six, eight seconds into it, and you thought, oh, shit, here we go. Mm-hmm. You know, you just think it's going to happen. Is, is there enough magic in the moonlight? <laughs> Moonlight grab. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, I think we'll cap the home run derby there. I think we put on a good show. Yeah. Uh, we had some music. We had some zingers and some one-liners from the booth, ignorant as they may have been. 50-50 was good. 50-50 was good. And lots of beer was sold. Uh, people were coming in to buy their passes for the weekend. That became a crazy story. The number of people who showed up, we'll get to that. Wednesday's over. We bailed out knowing that we were... In for a long day and subsequently a long tournament. So we fast forward to. Are we going to do? We're just going to do Ironman games here, or we'll talk about a few highlights here and there. Yeah, we can. Um, they're so much more memorable in in our memory banks. Right. Uh, we do remember. If you tell me the score of the first game we saw, I can you know recall something. I guess I would imagine. But all right, the opening game was nine o'clock the next morning. Refresh me. So then we had. Um, it was two Nova Scotia teams. So it was Nova Scotia 2, which is the Sydney Sooners, right. playing the uh, uh, St. John's Capitals. St. John's Capitals, which, again, is the closest competitor, I guess, to St. John's anyways, geographically. Sure. 
Anyways, that started the thing nine o'clock Thursday morning. And as people said to me, well, why are the Ironman the host and they're not the New Brunswick champs? And I said, well, it's because the host gets the better schedule mm-hmm. and they are the host mm-hmm. and the host gets the better schedule. Those nighttime starts. And I, I, I believe that to be true all the time. Okay. So uh, just a, a, another reference point here, if that's been asked of you, I don't know that I've uh, been confronted with that, but here, here's the deal. There has to be a host and nine times out of 10, the host province sends two teams. The right. advantage of winning the provincial championship and heading into it as both the champion and host right. is that you get first dibs on pickups from other teams in the league minus the other team that is also participating. Smell what you're cooking. And we'll get to how key those pickups were. Sure. Big part. Secondly, and you're 100% right, as host, you get the preferred schedule. The so. host team is getting the marquee times. Right. Now, you have to play a double day. We'll get to that. Everybody does. Everybody does. Thank you very much. But by and large, your home team gets the marquee matchup at 7 or 8 o'clock, depending on what day it was. Right. 7 o'clock, opening ceremonies. Darlene O'Donnell gets uh, the pat on the back for that one, pulled it together. Yep. Uh, we get in and out of it uh, cleanly. We get in and out of it quickly. <laughs> and then we're on to the opening game for the- 22 minutes. Yeah. The, 7.22, you were done the opening ceremonies. We get on to the opening game. Chatham Senior Ironman are taking on BC. Now, so you look at your schedule and you have BC first. Greg Morris, Kevin Bowes, and head coach Mark Noel have been around this national stuff for years, as have most of the players. BC, by and large, always sends a good team. Mm-hmm. So right away, you're like, okay, two ways you can look at it. You win the game and you're on a run. You lose the game, you got three more to go, and you've got the perennial favorite out of the way. So the story for me on this one, again, I believe you worked uh, the Chatham side, I worked the BC side, and by that I mean we went down to get the lineup cards. Mm-hmm. I'm there with Brian Richard. Everyone's in their finery. Everyone's uniforms are clean because BC and uh, the Ironmen are playing their first game of the tournament. Yes. Brian says, I got to go get my picture. I'm with Brian. We go over. Picture happens, as I recall. With? With what? Team BC. Correct. Okay. I get the lineup from the coach or manager, whatever. I go through the names with them to make sure I yep. don't murder any of them. Mm-hmm. Vishwanathan comes to mind as one that I, <laughs> I need a little uh, education on. But I hear him say, and this became a bit of a byline to the whole night. I heard yeah. him say, no, we're okay. We don't need... Our infield. We are declining our infield. Hadn't played a game that day. Hadn't played a game. Flew across the country. Mm-hmm. The only two players that were on the field uh, were from the previous night of the home run derby. Now they did use Cardinal Park as a practice field, so I do, don't know if they utilize that. All right. Okay. I didn't know that. But when have you ever seen a team decline an infield? And if people are hearing this for the first time, or maybe just were filing into the doors, or maybe uh, catching up with old friends, meeting new friends that didn't quite realize it, it is an oddity that they turn down or decline their infield. Right. Because you want to know the nuances of, of the infield, the grass to the dirt, and all the kind of hops that might, and there are hops. Sure. And take a little infield, get yourself... You know, your mindset all ready for an important game to start a tournament. Right. Yeah. You get the you get a sweat going, yeah. you get a lather going, you get the <laughs> yeah. you get the blood flowing. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll get to the game in a second. But mm-hmm. fast forward, they make five airs. Mm-hmm. Five airs. And I'm not saying it's because they didn't take their infield 
But God damn it, it's quite ironic that the team that declined their infield went on to make five errors. Right. And like you say, maybe they learn a little bit about mm-hmm. the nuances of the way it plays. Hard, soft, whatever. Lights on, off, whatever. Uh, just throwing the ball to first base in the background behind it. You right. know, you got to have, you got to be able to see it, you know, pre-game before you have to get into the game and have to make a throw over to first. You would think. Yeah. All right. So the story of the game. First of all, before you go there. Okay. With the wealth of arms that they have, they go with J.P. Stevenson, who J.P. has been overseas pitching. Germany, I believe. Germany pitching. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen him much in the uh, in the New Brunswick Senior Baseball League, of have which not. he plays for the Charlottetown Oilers. Played a couple of games before the tournament started, mm-hmm. and I hadn't seen him pitch. Uh, big strapping man he is, mm-hmm. and uh, no surprise. They, and, and Morris and Bose and, and Noel were... There was no hesitation. That's the guy who's taking the ball first game. None. Yeah. Uh, they made that decision whenever and stuck with it. Right. Never never wavered. He had a lot to lot to choose from. Here's a line on him. Five innings. Gave up five hits, one run, one earned run, eight Ks. Another great story, Jerry. You are hypercritical of putting freebies on. Only one walk. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. he goes five strong, five deep. They bring in Case. We get our chance to see him in an Ironman uniform for the first time. He throws two innings, gives up two hits, no runs, two Ks, and just a beautiful situation to come in and close out a game. I remember Ironman fell behind. Yeah. Didn't, didn't BC get a run in the first inning? First or second inning. First and inning. it was one nothing for a number of innings Yeah, until the Ironman got ahead 2-1. And that's uh, where we get into the, the play, the throw. Okay, I'll, okay, I'll set the okay. table for All you right. here. one nothing after 100%. Ironman counter in the bottom of the third. Now we're 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. Ironman get another one, bottom five. Now we're 2-1 Ironman. Ironman get two more in the sixth. Now we're 4-1 Ironman. And the play. So it's 2-1. Yes. Bottom of five. Now we're going to the top of the sixth. Ironman are home team. Yes. Okay, that's when the play happens. Absolutely. I don't know how many base runners are on base, but there is a BC player on third base the score is 2-1, one, one out. Correct. Okay. Fly ball to center field. Medium center field. Not all the way back to the wall, but medium center field. Ori Cook plays center field. Mm-hmm. The, you're tagging, and you're going to try to score. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. You're in the top of the sixth inning. You're down a run. And again, you're tying the game with a successful tag. Correct. Okay. So, Cook takes it, ready to throw home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it could have gone to the parking lot. Mm-hmm. It had enough on it. Mm-hmm. But Jeff Watkins standing at the plate mm-hmm. and the ball's in the middle of his chest on the fly. Mm-hmm. On the fly. Mm-hmm. The guy's a dead duck. Mm-hmm. He still, again, has to go into a slide on a play at home plate. And we'll talk about that later. Yes. He goes into the slide. Wat- Watkins there waiting for him. He slides right into it. The bench erupts. The place erupts. It's a double play to end the inning. We're going to the bottom of the six, of which the Ironman score a couple, tag a couple on to make it a 4-1 final. I have an uncanny ability. It's a bit of a freak occurrence in emotional situations. I black out. <laughs> I do. I, I lose track of time for 10 to 15 uh-huh. seconds. But I think, Jerry, as best I can recall, you, Clancy, and I came right out of our seats. Yes. Like it was one of those plays. One of those plays. The play, as it forever shall be known, that we will be talking about for a while. The throw. We go back through the annals of history. We've seen some fantastic Ironman players, folks of a certain generation before our time, 
have seen some tremendous players. The stories of Billy Daly whipping a ball in from the outfield are mm-hmm. the stuff of legend. And I'm not diminishing those. They are legendary. No question about it. But this one here is, well, look, it happened in front of 3,000 people mm-hmm. on an opening game at a, at, a, at a point where if they score that run, now we're 2-2, maybe the scales tip. Right. Maybe BC comes on strong. It's the opening game. You need the opening game. Right. And we'll get to the dust-up at home plate versus Alberta. Noel and Bose have said that's the moment where the team came together. We'll dissect that right. as we progress through. But man, oh, man. When that bench erupted, you look back at that moment and go, shit, that may have been the turning point in your first game. 4-1 final. Game one has the throw. The throw. The throw. Move on to day two. Ironmen are 1-0 heading into day number two. Now, as we had mentioned on the outset, Friday is double day time for... And what a day it was. The Chatham Senior Ironman. <laughs> it was a long day. Right. Let's go to it. So we're staring down the barrel of two games. We have to play Alberta and Nova Scotia 2, and in that case, the Sydney Sooners, as Jerry had mentioned earlier. So again, Jerry, the mindset here, and I'm not, I'm not talking down to people who don't follow it as closely as you and I do, but we're, we're all in on this. Mm-hmm. So you have the emotional victory of beating BC, Huge crowd, and then you got to go home, get some rest, have a nice breakfast, and then you're staring down the barrel of Alberta. Now, At again, noon hour. Was it noon or one? One o'clock. One o'clock, okay. It was the second game of the day, wasn't it? Yeah. Because we were there at 10 that day. Right. After now, a base, we put a base down. Right. So you look at the schedule, Okay. and Alberta, again, Jerry, Alberta, okay. traditionally, yes. has been a perennial favorite, but... It's an easier game to play, and you're better prepared to play the game heading into it one nothing, one and zero. Excuse me, than you are zero and one. Fact. I mm-hmm. mean, it would almost seem stupid that I just entered that into the record. But you're in a better headspace mm-hmm. now. We start this game. Who gets the ball in the second game? Jordan Stevenson. Jordan Stevenson. Yes. So we're having a double Stevenson here. You're playing in the Sherwood Park Athletics. Jordan Stevenson's throwing well. Can I read you the line on him? Before we yes. get to the moment. 4.1 innings, 7 hits, 4 runs, 3 Ernies, 5 strikeouts, no walks. These Stevensons, can they control themselves? Mm-hmm. I love that. Jay Johnson comes in and goes 6.2 in relief. <laughs> well, because it goes 13. Did we talk about that yet? Right. He's a tank. 6 hits, 2 runs, 2 earned runs, 7 strikeouts, 2 base on balls. And then we bring in Phaser on the home stretch with 2 innings, 2 hits, 2 runs, 2 earned runs, 1 strikeout, 1 base on ball. And Phaser gets the win after I've got what, it all tur- in my head. what out- turned out to be a 13-inning marathon. Right. The floor is yours, sir. The table has been set. This game we called the game right. because of the fact it's, it was 13 innings. But there were so many things that happened in this game, and a lot of them still dramatic. Okay. So this is the game of which in the early innings, the first baseman and cleanup hitter for Alberta comes around third base and is coming home. Another throw to home plate. Yep. <clears throat> Watkins got it. He doesn't slide. He runs Watkin over. It's not allowed in senior baseball, folks. It's not allowed at any level. At any level, sorry. And clearly in some, in some uh, pictures that I think either Darcy McLaughlin took or Brian Richards took, there's four frames of him coming, and he's well past the grasped 
curvature there where it comes to the home plate, and he's still on his feet, and he's determined to hit Watkin, yeah. and it's not allowed. The correct call is out, and you're out of the game okay. for not sliding. Let me jump in there. Drops the shoulder. Right. And by dropping the shoulder, there is an acknowledgement that you are intending to hit. Yes. You he are You are knowing you're, you're walking into the fire here, so to speak. Not even a head first slot. He was barreling into Watkin. Right. Right. Now, nine times out of ten, if the ball makes it to the plate before the runner and it's a couple of steps away, the runner will just slow down and concede defeat. Correct. If it's close like it was, you slide. Yes. So now we have a collision. And? And, and the other part, the little uh, 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 subtlety in this, in this play, the home plate umpire's gone to third to watch third. Oh, thank you. And the first base umpire yeah. rotates down to make the call yeah. at home plate, of which is out, and you are out of the game. Okay, so so there, there's a great point that I would have forgotten. You have a uh, tremendous <laughs> memory. Because, no, that was a topic. I of, appreciate good logistics, and that was excellent Oh, logistics. that was everything went right there except for the collision, which shouldn't have happened. I say shouldn't have happened, but God damn it, didn't it galvanize the team? And exactly. that is what the moment was Yes, where everything comes together. We are not from St. John. We are not from Moncton. We are not from Charlottetown. God damn it, we're the Chatham Ironman. And I believe firmly in my heart of hearts that it happened at that moment. You're right. Home plate umpire is at third. Other umpire comes in, calls him out, ejects the guy, which is book rule. And then we have a dust-up. The coach comes out of the box. I don't know what his case would have been because he knows the drill. Yes. Now, do you, do you put on a bit of a show and just let the umpire know you're, you're alive down in the third base box? Okay, sure. Sure. I look to my right. Frankie Naveau oh, yes. is charging out of the dugout Dylan like, Doucette. like he's a bull at the <laughs> Calgary Stampede. They just opened the gate. You'll recall the standoff that Keating had. At the line. With the head coach. With the head coach. Nose to nose. Nose to nose, and Keating's not even blinking. Yeah. And then you go, here we go. And look at, I love them all. I don't know Dylan Doucette as well as I should, likely. Keating's a warrior. Frankie Naveau, I'd rather run into the side of a passing via rail train tonight <laughs> than get a, a left hook from Frankie Naveau in the, yeah. in the skull, if I could at all avoid it. Yeah, and if he's mad, look out. Yeah, if he's yeah. mad and pissed off, look out. He'll dummy you real quick. I think that's the moment where everything came together. Yeah. Well, we never referred to it as the moment. Yes, we can now call that the moment. Based on, we aren't privy to what goes on on the bench, but, uh, you know, uh, Mark Noel and Kevin Bowes said, we knew when that happened and the way everybody reacted, that this is now our team. This is a team that's ready to pull in all directions together. Let's assume... It- erupts, Jerry, and we have a dust-up. Let's, mm-hmm. let's assume it... It's boi- happened before. Yes, let, let's assume it boils over. Keating, Naveau, Dylan Doucette, Case is a tank. Mm-hmm. Well, they were all on the field. Dixon would be a dandy in those yeah. moments, I would yeah. think, but I just don't know that uh, Alberta knew what they were getting involved with there if it had to boil over. Knock on wood, as right. I do it, it didn't boil over. Cooler heads prevail, but that is the moment where we come together. 9-8... In 13 innings, the final score. Are you ready for this? Do you want to go through the, the lines? 16 or 17 hits each. Which one is it? 15 each. 15 each. Okay. All right. So Alberta at one point is 3 nothing. Yes. Bottom four, we score three. Now we're tied 3-3. Three, it's 4-4 three. Four, four for a long time until. We, tra- we trade runs in the fifth. We're 4-4 four, four, right. all the way until the 11th. Right. 
Alberta scores two. You kind of go, holy shit. <laughs> we go and get two. Now we're into the 12th. Alberta in the top of the 13th gets two more. Yeah. And you go, holy shit, here we go again. Bottom 13, we put up three. And go ahead. Well, the best part of it is, um, and because of the pickups, and Nick Leggett's had a tough year at the plate. He's a good first baseman, great first baseman. Had a tough time at the plate all season long. He gets called with two out to come to the plate with two men on and down two. You're still down. No, you're down. Uh, yes, you're down two. Yes. Yes, you're down two. Here we go. Okay. This is 13th. This is the bottom of the 13th. Right. There's we're down, two on. We're down two. Two out. Nick Leggett has to come in and pinch hit. It is 8-6. Yes. We've come back once. You're thinking, can we do this again? Right. Okay. Nick Leggett's the final opportunity. And Nick will admit, I think he's a buck 82 all season long, maybe a 200 batter. And he's better than that, and he has been. But this year's been difficult at the plate. So he goes up there and scraps and fights and gets a walk. Now, it's Jerry, a full count walk. Don't, don't quote me on this. I'm going to say two on the low side, maybe four on the high side. He's fouling them off. Yes. He's working the count. Yes. Throwing this pitcher into fits. Right. God damn it, he works his way on. Yes, works his way on. The next batter, I believe, gets walked or hit by a pitch. Okay? So that brings in the seventh run. Makes it 8-7. Mm-hmm. Nick's now on second. Somebody's on third. Justin Cormier's coming up. Mm-hmm. Justin Cormier fighting hard for everything he could do. Slaps it down to the right side. There's two out. The first baseman's able to knock it down, but not cleanly. And Cormier is going to beat the pitcher to the bag. Yes. So the first baseman has to double clutch, and now he's got to look home. Leg it. Noel says, as soon as it's hit, you run. Mark said it to me the other day on that play. They had that conversation. Yes. The the guy in third is tying the game. No question. Okay, but everybody's running. There's two out. Yep. So Nick's rounding third and halfway down the line when the, the, the first baseman who's now come up with the ball cleanly can't go to first because Cormier's going to beat the guy there, has to throw it home. <laughs> Nick Leggett slides in with a huge amount of dust. Mm-hmm. Safe. Mm-hmm. And it's the winning run. And the bench. And they all explode, attack Nick, attack Justin Cormier. Yep. And it's it's Bedlam four hours and 15 minutes later. The bench erupts. Right. Phaser picked up a win. Four hours and 15 minutes. Johnson in relief. In relief throws 6.2 innings. Phaser gets the win after giving up two. Yeah. Unbelievable. So now just to recap, now we're 2-0, but follow along here. Bench (laughs) erupts when Cook makes the throw. (laughs) Bench erupts at play at play. Bench erupts with... Uh, three runs in the bottom of the 13th. So we've we've emptied our bench three times here. <laughs> We're full of piss and vinegar, yep. and the emotions are running high. Unbelievable. And for us... I stopped breathing at various points. I yes. blacked out at various points. Oh, you were fatigued. I was fatigued. <laughs> I was fatigued. But the beauty part after that is the Ironman have to play later that night. But in between... The following game after that, and maybe we were the only ones that saw it. God help us. Yes. It was Newfoundland and BC, I believe. Hang on. I'll get there. No, it was Newfoundland and BC because I thought BC gets out to an 8-0 lead after two innings. Pretty sure. Yeah, you're right. Okay. And we're thinking, oh, good. That four-hour and 50-minute game's taking a lot out of us. Yes. We need a shortened game to get back on schedule. Yes. And get, get uh, get a break for ourselves here. 
<laughs> it doesn't happen. No, you jinxed us on that one. No, I did not <laughs> say that. So anyways, Newfoundland starts hitting the ball. Yeah. And it's back. And for the first thing you know, it's 8-8. Eight, eight, it's 9-9. Nine, nine, it's 10-10. Ten, ten. Final score. BC 20. Newfoundland Labrador 10. In two hours and 45 minutes. 30 runs. Right. 30 hits. Right. Six airs total. Yes. Just a goddamn mess of a game. 4.15, and then we had a two-hour and 45. 20 to 10. Like, that's Grey Cup 98. You know what I mean? <laughs> 20 to 10. So now the last game of the night, which has the Ironman to play Nova Scotia 2, is now, instead of 7 o'clock, it's now 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? I think it started 9.15, 9.20. Oh, I remember. Because we didn't get out of there till midnight. Right. That game... Somewhat anticlimactic to what we'd seen to that point. It ended up a win for the Ironman, 13-6. to But again, a long night that ends up, again, we don't get out of there till midnight. Do you remember much about the uh, Nova Scotia 2 versus Chatham game? Well, I absolutely do because okay. it was the first time that we were going to see uh, one of uh, our regular pitchers that oh, we yes. see Jamie all the Walls. time. Jamie Walls comes in and throws his guts out. Yes. Um, five innings through 111 pitches. Uh, a three-hitter, Jerry. No runs, two strikeouts. Put a few runners on base, seven walks. Bring in Courtney, four hits, six runs, six earned runs, five yeah. walks. Yeah, Shooter had a tough night that night. Yeah, gave yeah. up a home run. Yeah. Anyways, final score is 13-6. to 3-0 and after two days. So you're 3-0. and Now, here's your mindset on Friday evening. You're going to bed 3-0. and By this time, Newfoundland and Labrador, St. John's Capitals, are a known entity that they're a weaker team. 0 oh, and 3. So JF Navo gets the ball. Now, I'm going to go right off the nerdy grid here if I may. Well, on a beautiful Saturday afternoon, I might add. We'll get to the emotional highlight of all this, but mm-hmm. two things that stand out to me right off the top. It allows Noel and Bose to put players into the lineup. They're all getting some at bats. Right. Mike Ivy the elder statesman of the New Brunswick mm-hmm. Senior Baseball League, and I say that with the utmost of respect. Here's a guy that came out of retirement this year mm-hmm. for one more trip around the sun. Mm-hmm. Mark Noel works a deal, calls him up. He gives walking a break. Yes. And that proves to be instrumental because you can't imagine that in a tournament like this that you have a complete day off. Now, don't forget. Yes. The, the two-game day is behind us. That's in the rearview mirror now. He gets a whole day off. Mike Ivey, he's like having another coach on your team mm-hmm. at this point in his life. Yep. He knows it's his job to go out, catch J.F. Naveau, Frankie as we like to call him, get the most they can out of them. Mm-hmm. The hope for Frankie Naveau on the outset, I would say Mark Noel, Kevin Bowes had a conversation, say, Frank, give us all you can, get us into the fourth, get us into the fifth. We have a bevy of relief pitchers. Just right. get us as far as you can. Give right. the boys a break. Mm-hmm. Two things are happening. You're giving the boys a break, A, or you're not touching the others that are waiting. Yeah. Frankie gets into this situation where you look out of the scoreboard and you go, holy shit, he's got no hitter on the go. And it's one of those moments where you don't want to talk about it because we're all superstitious. <laughs> and he or she who says, Frankie's got a no hitter on the go, usually within a couple of batters after that, doesn't someone lace a single? Yeah. It's all we're superstitious. (laughs) We're not breathing up there. No one is talking about it. We're very conscious that it's happening. So we have that. Prior to that, and this is the moment for me in this game. Well, this is a double moment for us, for everyone. 
the Ironman have it in control, and we're coming down to the last few outs of the bo- uh, top of the fifth inning because the Ironman. No, the were the Ironman the guests in this one? Yes, yes, they were. They had yes. been a guest twice. Right. We put up three runs in the top of the fifth. Right. So now we're thirteen-one heading home. Okay. So Newfoundland comes up and still no hitter. And again, don't remember how the one run was scored. And Devin Thomas is playing out in right field. Right. Now, fast forward, we're two outs. Two outs. Final batter up. Everyone's consciously aware that Frankie's on the cusp of a no-hitter. Yes. Hard hit ball to right field. Yes. Devin Thomas, who's a first baseman. Right. Playing right field. Right. (laughs) He did everything he could. He goes all in. He leaves his feet. Yeah. Dives Superman-like. Right. To try to catch this ball and preserve a no-hitter for the veteran Navo. Because at this point in time... If there is to be a hit, it doesn't matter if it's a single, double, Double, triple, triple, inside the parker. Don't matter. He is all in trying to make a play. Two things. I love the fact that he just said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going after it. And he's consciously aware of the situation. Yes. And gosh darn it, doesn't he make a hell of a stab at it? And he misses it. And the ball rolls away. Now we got a triple. And the no-hitter's broken up. Right. Finishes it off. DeVoe gets a complete game. Right. It's Dustin Dunn. And the thing that the Ironman accomplishes a number of things. Players into the lineup that might not see the lineup again, but they've got a taste. They've got their yes. experience at the Nationals. Yes. And you used one arm. Right. Used Frank Navo's arm. Frankie ate every inning. Yeah. Through every pitch. Everybody else, a lot of people are getting rest. Don't play at all that day. Bullpen. Because that's the one game. Bullpen was never active. 4 0, you're through the semifinals, which starts Sunday morning. Right. Unbelievable how valuable that is. See, now you used a term there, the situation. Right. We could use that as there the Thomas play, as sure. the, the situation. Right. There's a lot of the's going on. So. so Done. 4-0. Okay, but can, can I jump back in here? Yep. And I, I pinned no medals, but it turned out to be a bit of a, a sub-story in that game. We know that Frankie is likely done after this season. We are consciously aware of that. Mm-hmm. And when I say done, retiring. Yes. Just throws a one-hitter. His team is now 4-0, through to the semifinals. The crowd is consciously aware that he was on the mm-hmm. cusp of a no-hitter. And then I just get caught up in the moment, thanks to yourself, thanks to Donald Clancy. Morris came up to say, hey, give him a little jolt here. Give him a little shot. Uh, completely unscripted. And again, I'm not pinning medals here. Completely unscripted. But we just got into the moment ourselves, and he has a great send-off. Right. T- to the point where when, when it was all done and the dust settled, Frankie and I hugged it out. He said, man, that was unbelievable. And again, Jerry, and you have been there, I would say the same of you as I'm about to say of myself, and it's somewhat, please, uh, if this is perceived as arrogant, uh, uh, allow me some room here. We have an uncanny ability to be in that moment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Been around and seen this stuff before, mm-hmm. and you say the right things at the right time. I would love to tell folks it was scripted. It was not. Mm-hmm. I just let it fly. And then I knew, I knew that there would be, there should be a curtain call. So I give her the one more time, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. How about it for Frankie Naval or JF Naval, whatever I called mm-hmm. them? And they're with me. They're with us. And everyone's in on this moment. And he's down there waving, glad hand on the masses. His family is there, mm-hmm. wife and kids. And it's just this magical moment that happened. You know what I mean? Yes. It, just, it was so organic. There is a number of. Uh, factors on the field 
that we've talked about that has had made the tournament successful. And, and we know, and we've talked about the size of the crowds, but the involvement of the crowd yeah. in knowing situations, knowing what's at stake. Uh, I've loved whoever started it uh, doing the clapping when there's two strikes. Right. I love that because it just erupts when the pitcher reels back and throws with some extra zip and gets it across for the third strike to end the inning. I love that. Mm-hmm. And again, them being aware in in the situation on a meaningless game on a Saturday afternoon mm-hmm. at the National, still another great crowd. Mm-hmm. And they knew how valuable that game was to Frank and how valuable it was to the success of the Ironman at the Nationals. Absolutely. All yeah. right. So we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna put the brakes on yep. our, our conversation about the games for right now. And we're going to put each other on the spot. Now is the time we take a little pause uh, for reflection as we approach the semifinals and the subsequent gold medal game. You're allowed five, Jerry, and I'm going to go first if you don't mind. Off the field... What's happening below us is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So here's, here's five things that I'd just like to point out. And I'm flying completely off the top of my head here. Number one is the crowds and the support and the fact they're totally into it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I kind of stole one from you there. <laughs> Number two for me is the weather. It was perfect. All right? Mm-hmm. Now, no one, cons- no one is controlling that, but it's, it's, it's of note. Okay? Yes. We never missed a beat because no. of any any weather-related incidents. Not a bit. Third one for me is the grounds crew. Yeah. All right. So jump in here if I forget someone. Robert Walls, Ronnie Hardy, Donnie Trare, Walter McCarthy, and by time uh, Bearcat uh, when he was on shift. Chris Corcoran is there. Yeah. These guys. What about the other lad that um, he seemed to always have the line machine, the, the marking machine? Um, and we always see him at the rink. And you said, yeah, he does that too. He works for the city. Oh, Anyways. Ronnie. What? Ronnie. Yeah, yeah. Ronnie was there doing the lines. Yeah. Right. Ronnie, yeah. We know him from the Civic Center. Absolutely. Right. Okay. And then we have Bearcat's uh, nephew as well, whose name is escaping me right now. Mm-hmm. So by and large, they're volunteer and they're supplemented by City of Miramichi staff. Can't yes. say enough about the City of Miramichi staff and all they did. Yeah. But this grounds crew, within 30 seconds of the last out of whatever game it was, yeah. the boys are there with their rakes. Jerry. And making it brand new again. Jerry. Brand new. Jerry, they're wiping down bases and home plate, wiping it down clean and then repainting it. They're raking. They're packing clay. It is unbelievable. I had an official say to me, he'd been to nationals where they leave the field for three games and don't do a thing to it. Right. Yeah. And one of those guys got a little pissy because yeah. they were taking a little bit too much time. Yeah. Here's my thought on that. Frig off. Frig. Let them do their job. Jesus. No one has played on a field. Who doesn't want to play in a perfectly marked field that's been raked and no crazy bumps or lumps anywhere? You're not flying across the country Jeez. to play in a field that's raked and put back together every three Take games. pride in our field. Thank you. Frig off. And the same thing was happening in Chatham Head, too. Mm. Let us not finish. Let us not uh, forget that. Yeah. So there's number three for me. Number four is the volunteer corps for me. Unbelievable that the hours that those folks put in, um, there was a whole army of people behind the scenes counting money, mm-hmm. um, running around to make sure we had what we needed. Parking people. Parking people. The uh, ATV Outback Trail Runners, yeah. I believe they're called. Yeah. Unbelievable. Great job. Again, you, you can't say enough about all the goings on behind uh, the scenes. 
And number five, Jerry, is this. And this one's close to my heart. Number five for me is the fans who are from Miramichi who traveled home for this tournament. Mm -hmm. Took the time off, A. The expense to travel from points beyond, B. To come home for a ball tournament. Now, it's more than a ball tournament to most of us. I get it. But you know what? At the end of the day, they came home for a ball tournament. Mm -hmm. And I saw so many friends that I haven't seen in years, and I know they live abroad, and you're like, holy shit, you're here? Great to see you. 5A, if you will, is this Ironman alumni factor mm -hmm. where Kenny Martin is setting up shop. Mm -hmm. Ray Royce is here. Ray Royce, yeah. Um, um, yeah the Allison brothers were there. Allison brothers. Mm -hmm. Coffee McLaughlin is down the right field line. Yeah. Like, they're coming from left, right, and center. Guy Sorrell comes to mind. Yeah. And we're forgetting so many. Brian King, there's, the list is long and lengthy. Bob Clary Hale, all them. Uh, yeah. You know, they take part as, as volunteers. <laughs> and then as, in the, the quote unquote modern era, you yeah. have. Terry Leggett's around all the time. Yeah. Jody um, McDonald runs Jody McDonald's the running it. Eric Gapre yeah. was parking cars yes. there uh, in the exhibition. <laughs> like, so that whole factor to me was yeah. uh, so heartwarming. So there's my five and five A, so that's kind of six. But you go ahead. Five highlights for you off the oh, field. Yeah, here we go. And, and, and please, if, if, if we intersect and cross paths. Well, as soon as you started to say it, uh, the first thing that came to mind was grounds crew. Okay. But, you know, what about um, uh, it was uh, epic to watch. Epic might be a strong word, but uh, fascinating to watch. Two people collect 50-50 money, never stopped the whole time. Yeah. And everybody knows uh, we, once, we got, once we got that first night, we had uh, 2790 was the 50-50. Jesus, you remember then, that? Then we, then we got up to $3,004, and then we had to hit five, and then mm -hmm. we did in the final game, you know. 5,666 Exactly, to be exact. And how big a story it became that, well, we're going, and plus, make sure you get 50-50. Right. Because it was going to be a big pot. Yes. And the, the work that Nick and... Um, Krista King. Krista King did. And there was only two of them. Yeah. And they never stopped, and they were determined to hit these goals. Coming up and dumping money. Other people were counting them. They'd go back selling. Now, maybe not everybody doesn't know this, but part of the 50-50 goes to... Minor baseball. Minor baseball. Was sure. it 25%? I don't know the answer to that. I don't know either. Okay. But a portion thereof. Right. $10,000 plus likely. Right. Okay. And it ended up being a story in itself. Right. And because there were so many people couldn't hear the number, supposedly, at, at that gold medal game. Because there was a lot of things going on. Yeah. And anyways, it ended with a happy ending and the right person got the right money and all that was We'll get to that great in a second. fan and dandy. And I'm going to jump back in. Here's your list of five. I'm sorry for taking uh, jumping in on you here. I'm glad you said that because I had forgotten about that little mm -hmm. angle, which is why we're doing this. So go ahead. Number three. <laughs> number three. I thought, excluding one particular guy, I thought the umpire was excellent. I did too. There was one incident that we had. Which we felt there was, and this is just, this is why we do a podcast, that we just felt I'm was a I'm little I'm too heat, much. I'm heating up here. It was a little too much. All right, so may here I? We, well, okay. isn't it mine? Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm saying I like the officials except for one particular guy, and not, again, use the word pin medals on my chest. I don't need to be acknowledged for the time I spent, you, I, and Donald Clancy spent making sure the people knew what was going on with PA announcements and or the games, making sure the scoreboard's accurate, make sure the score sheets and everything else is marked properly, music's being played. And your opening and closing ceremonies are in good hands. Right, okay? Good. good. 
We're in the middle of a game of which, and again, it might have been the last game. I'm not, I mean, it doesn't even matter. No, here's the situation. Are you ready for this? Yes. Uh, can I uh, just let me give me a second? Because it's, it is an important moment, and it loans itself to the story here. This is the 3 p.m. game on Saturday with Dartmouth and the Royals. Now, the situation is this. If the Royals hang on and win a game, we have five teams at two and two. Okay. So that loans itself to what you're about to say. Right. The floor is yours. And there's, it's the third game of the day, and we have another one coming up that night for Saturday night to conclude. Right. Okay. I don't even know what innings is, but it's getting late in the game. Maybe the fourth or fifth. Don't know. And we have, we as a team that we are. But I'll take the there. hit, me, largely. Okay. We have the wrong outs up on the scoreboard. All right. So let me jump in real quickly. Okay. I didn't advance the inning. So when we get to the plate with the, whether it's the top of, bottom of, well, it would have been bottom of it because I didn't advance the inning. So now we're to the top of the set inning. On the scoreboard, there is two outs because we're a little punchy by this time. Right. We've seen a lot of ball. And you know what? It's a mistake. No excuses. No excuses. No excuses. I am wrong. Okay. He notices that we don't have the right outs up there. Mm-hmm. He turns around from his spot just behind home plate. So he has to yell somewhat and says to us, or says, yeah, says to us because we are a team. Now, I don't know if this is word for word, but the punchline is. It's not a punchline. Uh, the uh, outs are wrong up there, boys. It's a bit of a punchline because we wanted to punch him, but go yeah. ahead. Uh, the outs are wrong up there, boys. Um, eh, no, do you know exactly what? Eh, I acknowledge the fact I went, sorry. Yeah. He says, well, it's. We kind of got an important game going on down here. That's exactly Not it. just say, boys, could you correct the outs? What I take when he says that to me is like, we don't care. We're not paying attention. Right. We're, uh, because it's not the Ironman, we didn't care. Right. We, nobody's looking at the scoreboard. Right. And I took offense. Right. We, we all took offense. Yes. Because there's an easier way of doing that. It's a, it's, a, it's a more civil way of doing it. Say, boys, can you check the outs, please? We got two. Can you put them up? Not say it's kind of important. We got an important game going on down here. And two two things that you, down here we got an important game going on down here. I'm not saying you're forgetting them, but I'm going to refresh your memory. Two things in that sequence. Mm-hmm. Number one for me is the fact that he has removed his mask. So right away, right, right. that's an acknowledgement that I'm putting the brakes on the action here, right. and I'm going to address the three goons behind me. <laughs> the second one is when he says, hey, guys, we got a pretty important game going on down here. He gives her one of those yeah. and points to the field points as though... Field. Yeah, circle. Like, we got an important game As though it. you, Clancy, and I are grinding out season seven of Orange is the New yeah. Black in the yeah. booth. <laughs> and you know what? I'm okay with being corrected. I got broad shoulders, sure. but God damn it, don't editorialize on me. Don't be you know be professional yes don't you know. call me out in front of my people right. we got a pretty important game going on down here boys and oh my god if gerard logier were handy and put the <laughs> blood pressure cup on me i would have been hand delivered to yeah. miramichi regional health authority and maybe we're being sensitive i don't think we, we are. are being sensitive there's just but a proper way there's there's a there's a civil way of saying boys can you get we need the outs to be right there's two well can i can i just throw this out there and i love every umpire i know mm-hmm. here locally respect what they do i love mm-hmm. every referee i know here locally don't want to do it respect what they do don't want the job thank you very much but listen to this and just let chew on this for 30 seconds who doesn't like to get yelled at more than an umpire or a hockey official. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? The one thing you don't like, and you're doing it to me. Right. Like, 
Come on. No, it was it was really I it was really uh, abs, uh, uh, um, I don't know word to put it. It really kind of like it was very irritating, of course, which is the, the 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 main thought that comes to my mind. But just the look on his face and the mask coming off. The mask was the killer. That's what tipped the scales for me. And then look at I'm being hypersensitive here. I get it. Yeah. But the mask coming off. Yeah. Man, when the mask came off that and we made eye take. contact yeah. and he's pointing us out in front of our people. Yeah, in front uh, of our people. Come yes. on. Yeah. I think there was a good crowd there because Fredericton was playing. Sure. Uh, so there was a good crowd for that. Saturday night? Yes. Where, what and else Dartmouth we doing? had a good following too. Yeah. Yes. What else are we doing? Yeah. No, so the, the, that was one of the things that closed out uh, uh, the Saturday for us. I don't even remember what the closing game was on Saturday. There was a night game that we did, hmm. uh, but I don't remember who it was. Well, yes, listen. because it was a... Quarterfinal. Match. It was a quarterfinal, right? Right. So Ironman Park had BC Manitoba, your boys. Yes. And that would turn out to be a great game. Mm-hmm. Seven six BC. I thought Manitoba deserved a better fate in that game. Uh, other quarterfinal has uh, Quebec, and that did not become a story. Mm-hmm. Um, defeated uh, Sydney up in uh, Chatham Head at Waldo Henderson Memorial Field three one. So now we have set the table for... Uh, semifinal Sunday. Semifinal Sunday. Mm-hmm. Of which starts at 10 a.m. in the morning. 10 a.m. in the morning. There is a great line. Are we allowed to tell the line? What? The, the Mark Noel line? Are you kidding me? You, don't, you don't, haven't heard this story? Oh, yes. Go ahead. No, you have to repeat that. Okay. Go ahead. Yes, you're repeating that. <laughs> are, we, are, we, are, we carp- are we allowed to do this? <laughs> and number two... The game starts at 10. People are there at 8.30 getting their seats. Absolutely. 8.30. Well, we're at the Portage at 6.30, for God's sakes. (laughs) All right, so I just referenced the Portage. You ready for this, folks? (laughs) Superstition gets in the way. Well, we're doing our part. Right, we're doing our part. We're doing our part. We're all in on this. Clancy, Quinn, and Green, at the end of the Home Run Derby, make a decision that we're in for a long day on Thursday. Let's lay a good foundation, because we're going to survive on... Fries, pizza, hamburgers, <laughs> hot dogs, fish and chips. Apple fritters. Right. Yeah. So we decide we're going to meet at the Portage. Coffee, yeah. So I go with the Lumberjack yeah, okay. because it has beans. You two nuts are anti-beans. <laughs> we're not the- anti-beans. Well, I didn't need beans as my base to put me through a day that who knows how long it'll be. Well, I'm laying a good right. foundation. Yes, you, you guys are. are just yes there. We're eating a hearty breakfast. All right. With no beans. And by the way, you go uh, those pan fries, you go on the grill with onions. Eh? On the grill with onions. I uh, see, I'm a deep fryer. I see. Again, I, I, it was, it, for me, a breakfast, you put it all in one skillet. So you'd put, the, you'd put the eggs in there with the sausages, and you'd put all the, uh, you know, that skillet that, um, uh, what's the chain? Um, Denny's? Uh, our, uh, Denny's, yes. Yeah. Put it all in a skillet. That's for me. Sausage, put the onions and the potatoes in there, put it all in, throw the eggs on top, let them cook over easy, give me the skillet. Jesus, you went off there. Yeah, anyways, anyways, that's what I like. So we lay the foundation. We have a great day Thursday. We get into the superstition. Like, guys, we got to meet at the Portage tomorrow morning. Yep. So we do it Friday. We do it Saturday. <laughs> and here we are on semifinal Sunday. Semifinal Sunday. And subsequently championship and bronze medal Sunday. We're there again. So we're, we're four days deep. Thank you, Wes Cable and staff, for yes. uh, the foundations. It was great, perfect, great way to start the day. Absolutely. Bottomless cups of coffee. How you doing? All right. So back to the Noel situation. And again, I'm paraphrasing here, but I hope I'm somewhat in the ballpark, pun intended. As Jerry had alluded to before we went off on the the portage, it's 830. The fans are filing in. 
10 o'clock start. Ironman have the first game because, again, he who finishes higher mm-hmm. gets the preferred schedule. Mm-hmm. So the winner gets uh, a, a game off, two games off, because you have the other semifinal, then the bronze medal game. So you have yourself a nice little break. The coaches umpires. And, and the umpires are meeting at home plate as they are wont to do before every game. The exchange of the lineup cards, the handshakes. The umpire, who I forget who it was, doesn't matter, mm-hmm. says something to the effect of, does nobody go to church in Chatham? Or does nobody go to church in Miramichi? Yes. To which Mark Noel, ever in the moment, <laughs> look, and I'm getting goosebumps as I say this, looks to the umpire and goes, this is church. <laughs> like, come on. Is that not, is that not a golden no, line? that is a great line. Yeah. This is church. Shakes hands, wanders off to the dugout. Like, <laughs> unbelievable to be that conscious, yeah. that in the moment where you spit that out like, and what, it's gold. Crazy? This is church. Yeah. Yeah. This is church. Like, come on. Yeah, unbelievable. That is an awesome line. All right. So we're facing BC for the second time. Yes. The BC Burna- takes the lead again. The Burnaby Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. First inning, I think they take the lead. Story for me is this. Right off the hop, they go to Stevenson, the guy who previously pitched on Thursday. Well, both teams went to the same pitcher that started on Thursday. Right. Both teams didn't. And we, we talked about whether or not, you know, you already get to see this guy. And that's the thing about the Nationals. You don't get to see most – you don't see these pitchers, and then you get a look at them, and they might, you know – uh, they might confuse you for the first three innings or three at-bats. Who knows? And so you thought maybe, but no, both of them go with the same two guys that started Thursday. Sean Schaefer, the other. Yes. Good pitcher. Stevenson Good goes five innings, six hits, two runs, one earned run, three Ks. Again, Jerry, are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. No walks. Hasn't walked a batter in two outings. Yes. Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, this is borderline. Throw strikes. You couldn't. If if someone if this were a Hollywood movie to this point in time, this is a big cliche. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everything's too perfect at this point in yeah. time. That's what happens when you throw strikes. You force them to hit the ball. Case comes in and shuts things down. We'll get to the highlight of the game here. Let me walk you through the, the line here. We're down 2 nothing. Right. BC scores a run in the first. Nothing from the Ironman. Top of the second, BC scores again. Bottom, one, bottom two, we, right. we counter. Right, it's 2-0, right. So it's 2-1. Zeros across the board until the bottom of the sixth inning when we pop two. So now it's a 3-2 lead for the Chatham Senior Ironman. Hold on. What are you doing? What? What do you mean it's a 3-2 lead? The, th- the two runs are the, are the hit. I, I know. Okay, sorry. All right. All right. So I was setting the table there. All right, sorry. So the two runs are the hit. All right, go ahead. So No, no. I thought once you got to 2-1 and we're going to the... So it's 2-1 heading into the bottom of the sixth. Right. All right. For BC. Yeah, man okay. on. Man on. Devin Thomas. Great first baseman for the St. John Alpines. Good hitter all season long. Absolutely. Yes. Coming off the heels of the layout in right field for the attempt to preserve <laughs> Frankie's no-hitter. <laughs> the day before. The day before. Right. Devin Thomas is a left-handed batter, so he's going to hit to right field mm-hmm. in your mind's eye. Mm-hmm. You got a man on first, nobody out, mm-hmm. and you want to advance him to get the tie and run into scoring position. Mark Noel's brain set here is to but score, but score, score a run. Along. You're, you're playing for a run. Right. Playing for a run. Worst case, you're going into the seventh inning tied 2-2. Schaefer's, I believe, still on the mound. Schaefer went the distance. BC. Okay. Thomas, as talked about after the game, some people said, well, I don't remember 
Devin Thomas bunting since Bantam. Pee Wee was the story. <laughs> Hasn't laid Pee-wee. a bunt down since Pee Wee. Okay. Because through the ranks, he's always been the guy with the big bat. Sure. He's batting three through five. I think he's batting fifth in the order. Okay, but what I'm saying is growing up, game. he's yes. batting anywhere from third yes. through fifth. Yes. Uh, nine times out of ten. We're in the middle of the batting order. Thank you. Okay. Because so then your bottom guys are coming up, and that man's going to be in scoring position. You're going to look for a hit from somebody. Yes. So he squares to bunt, misses it, strike one. Next pitch. Squares to bunt, fouls it off. 0-2. Oh 0-2. Oh and oh two. And two attempted to bunt twice. So right right now, everyone has stopped breathing in the field. As a pitcher, I'm not giving him anything to hit. I'm nowhere near the I'm plate. I'm throwing it outside. I want him to chase something. I want him to try to protect the plate and swing at something in the dirt, something outside. I Let's am, get this out. I am not in the same area code. I am not in the same zip code. I'm not in the same... I'm not even near. I'm not throwing anything dangerous. No. So as Greg Morris said to me... I said zip code. I went American Omnis. Postal code. Sorry. Go. I said to Greg after the game, why is he giving him something to hit at 0-2? He said he hung a curveball. Mm-hmm. And when he hung the curveball, the 0-2 pitch, Thomas lays into it and sends it deep into the trees in right field and two-run score. Ironman have a 3-2 lead. We've called that the hit. And for the fifth consecutive game, yes. the bench... Has erupted. It has erupted. They're on the field. They're on you the can't field. imagine yes. that this has just transpired. Bottom of the six. And I'm not knocking Thomas. Two failed attempts at the bunt. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. And then has the presence of mind to go, well, I'm going to take a healthy hack at uh, the next what one. What the hell? I'll hit it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get the bunt down. I'll just swat one over the wall here. Yeah. We'll score two. Major error by the pitcher to even give him something to hit. And really maybe not even knowing... Uh, Devin Thomas's abilities and what he's done in the Brunswick Senior Baseball League for many years. But the cleanly, as soon as it left his bat, everybody knew it was going out. And it wasn't a win that day, but what it, was, it was a beautiful Sunday morning. It's a no-doubter. It's a no-doubter. Ironman have the lead 3-2. We go to the top of the I sun. mean, again, you can't imagine. So Case now comes in. Mm-hmm. And we've seen this movie before. Yes. Case and Relief of Stevenson against PC. And this was the big part, too. Here we're talking about... I don't know, 11.30 on a Sunday morning, and <laughs> we've taken the lead, and the place is buzzing, and yes. we're going to the top of the sevens. We're three outs away from the finals, from the gold medal game. And, and the man himself is coming in. Okay. We're in good hands. And every batter, the fans are on their feet when he gets two strikes, and they got the claps going. Yeah. Anyways, he mows down the side, and the last one's a strikeout. He leaps off the pitching mound. Everybody comes out of the dugout. They're all just going crazy. Players I'm talking about. Yes. They know what has just happened to put them into the gold medal game. Absolutely. And as Case and some of the imports have said, imports, pickups have said, never been. Case, who has played in semi-pro ball, you know, in triple-A or double-A ball. Pro ball, not Toronto, semi-pro. Pro uh, okay, ball. I don't, I, uh, semi-pro was the wrong term. Yes. Pro ball said I've never been in a baseball game that had, or in a tournament baseball game or any event that's been the, as exciting as this has been. Thank you very much. Yes. And that's coming from a guy who's put a few miles on his <laughs> yeah. arm. You know. Been uh, to a lot of situations. Been to a lot of ball games against some real good players. Again, unbelievable. So now let's just pause for a moment of reflection, if you will. Again, 0-2, hangs a curveball, swats it over the wall, a no-doubter. You can't imagine that this is happening. You can't imagine that there's another golden moment. Like, my heart moment. at this point in time, like... 
Um, I'm charging the paddles. You know what yeah. I mean? BC's played a great game. Absolutely. Yeah. It had your typical ups and downs, your ebbs and flows, your highs and lows, whatever I'm trying to say there. Mm-hmm. It had everything. Mm-hmm. It, it was just a perfect Sunday morning. Yes. 3-2 Ironman. We're off to the finals. We have a rest of two games in between. Second semifinal. Just to reiterate, Dartmouth beats Quebec 3-1. Bronze medal games at 4-30. It's a sleeper. BC uh, has their way with Quebec 7-0. But the other beauty about that is fans are starting to arrive to watch that game so they can hold their seat for the gold medal. Look, I have talked to so many people, and likely you have as well. I have talked to people that haven't left the field since the Ironman 10 o'clock game. Correct. Because they know they can't give up their real estate because they know at 7-30 that evening... This place is going to be full to the to the rafters. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's no rafters, but rafters. you know you know what I mean. Yes, packed in and uh, very wise to do so. Again, another great day, and it was good, still good ball to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but did not either mark their spot or had somebody sitting and marking their spot and didn't want did not want to give up uh, some. And I think those grandstands on the first base side are the best place to be. I guess if you want to see the game, but lots of people enjoy standing. And they stood all the way to the right field wall and left field wall, deep in those corners. It was jam-packed. Mm-hmm. Jam-packed. Mm-hmm. And people enjoying themselves immensely. Okay. So fast forward. Here we are. First pitch is thrown. We got to have a gold medal game. Chatham Senior Ironman. Dartmouth Dry. Of intrigue, before we dissect the game, it's... Wickedly cool that there's two Atlantic Canadian teams. Mm-hmm. Wickedly. We have taken on the country, and the last two standing are from Atlantic Canada. Sam Lund gets the ball. Yeah. Sam Fresh. Lund, to this point in time, has had a fantastic tournament. Playing right field. Had some wonderful trips to the plate. Uh, on him and Justin Cormier back-to-back at, I think, six and seven. Yeah. In the order. And again, you can't imagine that you've made it to the gold medal game and you still have an ace who hasn't thrown a ball. Mm-hmm. Had a quick chat via Facebook. I think it was with uh, Matty Jenkins. They won an 0-1 with St. John. Their studs in the day, uh, Jerry, don't quote me, I believe were King and Moore. Both of them were 2-0 and in the tournament. So just drawing a comparison that these guys have thrown some balls mm-hmm. to get to where they got to, right. which is a gold medal. I take nothing away. Mm-hmm. Awesome win. By comparison, we got a guy who hasn't thrown a ball. Mm-hmm. Place is packed. So Lund's line is this. Six innings pitched. <laughs> Three hitter. One run. One earned run. Five strikeouts. Again? Are you ready? Are you sitting down over there? No walks. No walks. But the one blemish is he gives up that bomb. Remember that? Yes. And it was, it was, a, it was a shot. Was that the opening run? I think it was the opening run. Yeah. Yeah, it was the first run scored. So kind of... First run for Dartmouth, that right. is. Right. But didn't it make it one nothing? We're up one nothing. We're up one nothing after two. Oh, and they tied it made it 1-1. They tied it in the home half of the fourth. Now, that becomes part of the story because we're not the home team. Yes. And, and it's, it's a flip of a coin. <laughs> right. I, I don't get that. You're 5-0, and oh, haven't lost a game. They're 4-1. and one. You know, Full marks for that. Sure. But is that the way you decide who gets home field? Or gets home, you know, home well, well, last at bat? I hate to burst your bubble. That's exactly how you decided because that's predetermined. But I do agree with you that, that that's no way to do no, it. No, that should be looked at. The team who is five and whoever gets there, well, I guess, Jerry, I, I, I guess here's the theory. It's possible that both teams could have gotten there at four and one. 
then what do you do? Okay, then there must be some other tiebreaker. I okay. mean, to say who's going to be Whatever. home team. To me, yeah. Okay. So they do a flip of a coin on the bronze medal game, too. Yeah. Okay. Chatham loses the flip of the coin. They're visitors. They're visitors. So. And you tweeted out the picture of the, anyways, we'll get to that in a minute. Tweet out the picture of what? Of the scoreboard. Okay, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. So Lund goes six. Mm-hmm. The play is you go to the closer. Sure. He's earned, he's earned the chance. Sure. It's Andrew Case. Andrew Case. And you think, all right, we're in good hands here. Yeah, what's the score? Case closed became a bit of a, sure. a, a theme. Um, what's the score? What, what are you isn't asking it, me there? Isn't it 2-1, top of the seventh? Correct. No, uh, it's 3-1, top seven. We scored oh. a run in the second, two in the fifth. Right, okay, okay. So it's 3-1 going to the bottom of the seventh. Right. Okay. Dartmouth scores a run. Case comes in and Very gets... Very quickly, bang, bang, two yeah. hits, boom, boom, yeah. run. So right away... 3-2. 3-2. And you kind of go, here we go. Mm-hmm. You go ahead. Well, I believe um, Case gets a strikeout somewhere along the lines. Mm-hmm. And now there's one out. Um, I think... I don't know if they score the run on a fielder's choice to make it 3-2. And then a strikeout makes it two out and 3-2. Men at third and second. Mm-hmm. Well, right. no, but you're, you're forgetting one. Again. Uh, um, okay. Uh, well, you're not forgetting, but initially we have runners at the corners, and then the guy steals second. And to me, that becomes right. To me, that becomes a bit of a factor in what shall ever be known as the play. When the guy steals, it allows Doucette to be where he is for the play. If he doesn't steal the base, he's holding him on at first, and maybe you have a different outcome. I'm just throwing it out there. Yes. What Anyways, mm-hmm. they give up the base. Obviously, with a tying run 90 feet away, Walken does not give a shit. He could walk to second. No throw was ever going to be made there. You got to get the guy at the plate. You got to get the guy at the plate. And you the guy cannot the, let that run score. And the guy at the plate becomes head. And that's a little... Of which... Okay, I was going to say there's a little sub-story. Go ahead. That's right. And again, if you're not there watching all the games, Patty, right. you don't know head comes up lame in one of the games trying to beat out a play to first base. Right. He's their leadoff center fielder Right. for Dartmouth. He's, Great player, veteran I, player. I believe I saw him come out of two games, this whatever it he, was. He tried it after, and it and he had to come out. He, he ran out a double, and he had to come out of second right. base. And anyways, it wasn't going well for him. So he didn't start the game. No. He comes in as a pinch hitter. Right. And, and I don't know if it's a hamstring, but it's... It's, it's it's a leg-related issue. But as a leadoff center fielder, just like Ori Cook, he's usually quick. And now he's not oh, as quick as he was. Look, at I would make a case that the play may have a different outcome if we have a healthy head who's sure. running here. A healthy head. Right. Yes. So where, where are we here in this? I'm, I'm One ball, to, two strikes. I'm starting to black out. Okay. One ball, two strikes. Runners at second outs. and third. Second and third. Two outs. Yes. Crowd is going bananas. Doing their claps. Doing their claps. Want to get the strikeout. And then Head, who is a right-handed Right-handed hitter. Yeah. Hits it hard to the hole, or hits it to the right side. Yes. Not in the hole, but hits it hard to the right side. Right. Doucette lays out, gives it a little bit of a Hail Mary because it takes a bit of a bizarre hop. As we've seen. Whether it's rock, whether it's the lip where the dirt meets the grass. He gives her one final, how's she going? Comes up with it. Throws from his knees. Yeah. 
From well, he's not on his feet. Yes, he's belly, knees, whatever. A shoestringer to Andrew Case, who had the presence and wherewithal to start beelining to the first base because the man's been taught that a hundred times. Programmed is the word. Throws a shoestringer. Case has to two-hand it because he's got to go down below his knees to get this. Yeah. And he makes the play. And he, by about maybe a stride and a half, but again, if head is full steam, right. if he's full healthy ahead, that's a tough play. And, and, and Case knows there's, there, he's beaten down there anyway. So Case knows he has to get there quickly. All right, so we pause right now. What's happening on the other side of the field is this. <laughs> the runner from third's got a freebie. He's scoring. As soon as the ball's on the ground, everybody's running. It's the, two out. The guy from second is getting waved in by Gillis, the coach, down there at third base. Halfway down the third baseline. If this play doesn't go our way, this game is over. If it goes our way, it's over. If it doesn't go our way, it's over. This game ends on the play. It's 3-2, and these two runs would score. 100%. 4-3 final. And then Case makes the shoestring catch. And then runs towards Doucette. They embrace. By this time, I am losing track of time. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. And I'm not even, like, we're out of our chairs. Yeah. We can't believe it's happening. Yeah. The next thing I consciously remember seeing, and Jerry, I've watched the video. I still don't know how they ended up so far and deep into right field. It's just as though they were rushing and they just kept pushing each other well, back. Well, yeah, they attacked Doucette. Who was in the middle between first and second, and then the, the, the and the jumping up, and now they just eventually move themselves further and further away. But when I snap myself back into reality, I look out on the field, and there is a guy with his shirt wide open, running from right to left and back around again with the New Brunswick flag. All hell is breaking loose, and we're national champions, six and zero. Oh. Dramatic. Dramatic. You can't imagine that we have had this much. Luck and, and allow me to jump in there on myself. Christ, I'm advertising my own jump ins here now. <laughs> Things had to go well. Well, we had a great team. We had tremendous pickups, all the right pickups. They all contributed. Every, Every one, of one of them contributed. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll get to one that we've uh, overlooked here for a Not second. Not just minor roles, prominent roles. Everyone has contributed to the overall outcome here. But a lot had to go right for us. Mm -hmm. And a lot did go right. Yes. The moon and the stars were aligned. And fate were on our side. This was meant to be, mm -hmm. as far as I am concerned, well, now. Huh? I yeah. mean, there's something about that ballpark and maybe the ghosts that occupy the ballpark, of uh, players of past and, and so forth. But there was some things that happened that weekend that made everything so dramatic. There was nothing... Uh, uh, the key points, every key uh, play or situation went the Ironman's way. Yes. And there's no mistaking when you go 6-0, and something's got to go your way. And don't tell me uh, it's not uh, uh, a good play does not then create good luck. It does. As they say about goaltenders, you got to be good to be lucky. Right. And again, they, have a great, they had a great team, and we talked about it way back in May when you looked at them on mm -hmm. paper. This is going to be an exciting Nationals, and it certainly was mm -hmm. in more ways than one. And you'll never, I don't know, never, but to be able to sit and watch those games and the dramatics and the uh, excitement coming from the players themselves mm -hmm. about how much they knew these plays were key mm -hmm. and how important each of those situations was, 
what made it even more fun. Mm -hmm. You know, that they were all right into it. From the get-go. From the get-go. Yeah. And it starts with the throw. I think going back to the throw on Thursday night of Ori Cook, he's met before he gets to the first base bag by everybody. Oh. And this the game that doesn't end the game. That's not even ending the game. No. They're just coming out to congratulate him as he comes into the dugout. Again, because it was a miraculous play. It was. Uh, on a personal level, mm-hmm. and I'm not just saying this because I'm sitting here talking to you, and we can't forget our uh, partner in crime, our brother in arms, <laughs> uh, Donald Clancy. Yes. But for whatever reason, and, and allow me to make this point before you either giggle or slough me off or agree with me. It seemed to become the whole communal shared experience of it all for all of us. Mm-hmm. And when I say all of us, I mean everyone who was pro-Ironman in those bleachers. It became a thing. Mm-hmm. I jokingly, when I had a, when I think I stole a Brian Richard picture, maybe it was one of Darcy's, I don't know, of the flag down the right field line. I just used the hashtag Ironman Nation. Mm-hmm. And I just threw that out there. Mm-hmm. But you know what? As I reflect upon that now... It was, it was that shared experience, and we were there together. And as I say together, I, I look at yourself and Clancy. And again, I'm not tugging on your heartstrings. It just is what it is. I'm just throwing this out there. This is the beauty of sports. Mm-hmm. But we'll never forget it. We no. saw we saw the three of us saw – well, Clancy had a few games off because we uh, – <laughs> we, we, well, no, but we were helped out by yes. John Cripps, who deserved to see a couple of games yes. uh, from, from that perch. Yeah. Uh, and then Tony Miller did the, the uh, francophone, uh, the French, for uh, the games that Quebec were involved. Mm-hmm. But uh, by and large, you and I saw every pitch yeah. at Ironman Field. Yeah. And we'll never forget it. It was no. just this shared moment in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here's another one for me. My son was uh, employed, thankfully, uh, to the, the folks who hired him was employed by the Ironman. So we have that shared experience mm-hmm. uh, of the final week he spent in uh, Miramichi before heading off to university. Uh, my father is there, of course, diehard fan, heavily involved years ago. Yes. I look down, Jerry. My mother is there. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> what was the last time she was in the park? Absolutely. Yeah. But everyone just started yeah. buying into this. Yes. And, and yourself, your daughter was there, your wife was mm-hmm. there, your father-in-law is there. Yeah. Um, it just became a thing. It was this shared experience. Yeah. Uh, and that's the beauty of sports. You can't bottle this stuff. No. You'll certainly retain it. Yeah. But you cannot share the experience uh, and the joy of all those things that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the throw, the game, you know, the hit, the play, the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I use that situation yeah. as in J.F. Navo's yeah, situation. absolutely. And the, what did we call the play at the plate? We called it the something the collision. collision, yeah. The collision, the bonding. I right. don't know. You could call it that. Mm-hmm. So many of those things that that they write about, mm-hmm. they make movies about, right? You know. Again, this is almost as you say, and this it, is all unscripted. As you reference, it's all unscripted. As you reference making a movie, again, it's too cliche. Yeah. It's too perfect. Yeah, it's too perfect. There's no, there's no turmoil here. No. The, you know what I mean? Kenny Martin lost a windshield, but you know. <laughs> but one of 50 50. That's the tragedy. So he's of it. even Steven. Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's another one for you, and just follow me on this one. And again, uh, I'm so Miramichi centric, I apologize for it for those who are listening in from abroad. But follow me here, Jerry. Mm-hmm. I look back on it now that the dust has somewhat settled, and I'm reflecting on that moment in time. The fix was on early on Wednesday. 1-0 on Thursday, 3-0 at the end of Friday, 4-0 at the end of Saturday, 5-0 at the uh, turning point on Sunday after the semifinal game. You head into the gold medal game at 5-0. Come on. 
But I think, Jerry, I, I, I think this is one that as time will go on, and there's no stopping time, I think we will look back upon this as something we could hang our hat on because, and I don't want to travel down this road, but it's been a tough couple of years here in Miramichi. Mm-hmm. We have had some terrible tragedies. Yes. One back in April that you can't imagine happened in a small community um, affecting the community from pillar to post, um, the two school communities. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I don't, I, I, I'm just, I'm just, I, I don't want to overstate this, but it just seemed to be that it was something we were going to hang our hat on. I reflect upon renews winning craft hockeyville. Yes. That was much needed. That was very much a healing process for that community, mm-hmm. for our community, for our region. Then we have this, and it just seems like everything was meant to be. I, and I know that's so cliche to say, but it just seems like it was meant to happen. Just like after the game was over and you were doing the PA, I was doing the scoreboard. And I, it wasn't intentional, but it just seemed right. That once the final play was oh, made. Thank you. I know where you're going. I didn't hit the third out. Right. I left it. Just the way it was, and you right. tweeted out the picture, right? And it shows the batter who was up, mm-hmm. strikes and balls, right? How many out? What the score was, right? Frozen in time, frozen in time, and and it wasn't intentional. I just, no. just we were celebrating. I know, I know, and I just thought I, I don't leave that. Yeah, the and presence of mind you had there is unbelievable. <laughs> but but here's another one. But again, it just came to me, and I just said oh, I'm just going to leave that. Okay, but fast forward five minutes, ten minutes, twenty minutes. Every other Ironman game is usually 90% of them are on Thursday nights. Mm-hmm. We have had long days at work. We know we're facing a long day at work tomorrow. We shut that clock off, and we go the hell home. Yep. But we didn't shut the scoreboard off for whatever reason. We just let well enough be. You turn into DJ Extraordinary. You're popping. <laughs> you're popping We Are the Champions. You're popping uh, all these great yeah, tunes. Yeah, celebration, all that, yeah. Yeah. Celebration. Music's comes to important mind. to events. Absolutely. And I and and I took great pride you certainly in did. the music that was played, not only during games, but between the games to keep the pe- the people who are at the park. They're, they're, you need to have a soundtrack. Mm-hmm. You need to have a soundtrack to these events. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't just going to put anything on. I was uh, uh, when when uh, I told you that I wanted to, uh, I was going to do the music for that weekend. You were pulling rank. I I researched the stuff I wanted to play, mm-hmm. and not just your run of the mill boom boom boom, you know, uh, popular stuff. It, a good mix, and and I really enjoyed that part of it. And especially once they won, a uh, uh, you know a variety of music that you can throw out that that keeps the 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 excitement and the and the enthusiasm and the whole scene itself. You need a soundtrack to things. Allow me to yes. put a period on that sentence. Okay. Every great movie has a great soundtrack. <laughs> All right. So we pause for a moment. And we're going to get back to that scoreboard. Yes. Remind me to get back to that scoreboard. Okay. And we're on the music topic here. So we're going to rewind the calendar. We have the gold medal around our necks. Sweet Caroline, Neil Diamond, became a thing. Yes. And Thursday, it was great. It People was good. were into it. They love it. It was good on Thursday. Okay, okay I'll use that one. <laughs> Friday, we get into that 9-8 game. It was ramping up. Friday night, we're ramping up. I think the turning point of the Sweet Caroline, Jerry, was during the Frankie Naveau-Newfoundland game on Saturday. They're into it. 
Fast forward to semifinal, it's rapturous. Fast forward to gold medal game, it's off the charts. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're hitting the pause. <laughs> And they're they're taking it. Yeah, that's the DJ in me. Yeah, yeah it's unbelievable. Yeah. Now the second musical byline, and it's happened very organically to the point. I love the guy, but to the point where I actually looked at Clancy and I'm like, "Shut up and let me try this out." I showed you a text from yep. Julie McCormick, right? And you said, "Yes, let's do that." Yes, let's do that. Because she said, and and Greg Morris is always about, uh, take me out to the ball game. Can you play that? Can you find a good copy right, of that? Right. And we have this other version that I hate. Yeah, it's, it's very too childish. ramped up and too boom, 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 boom. Yeah, yeah. It's not take me out to the it's, ball it's game. It's not the classic take me out to the ball game. So Jules sends me a text. Why don't you sing? And I showed it to you because I thought, I'm not doing that. Right. You, initially and you thought you're you. not doing that. You showed it to me. And I said, yeah, that'd be cool. We let it fester for an inning or two. And then I think I reiterated what I just said. Like, it would be kind of cool. And... You said, give me the microphone. I didn't want, because <laughs> you sometimes get to me be, to, be, to be a trick monkey sometimes. Right. I didn't want it to be. Every great team the, has the a foil. The fact that you were so enthusiastic about it was the only reason I did it. Because you said, this would be great. You did that, do for, it. You did do that it. for me? Well, because you were enthusiastic about it, and I didn't. But, but again. You didn't hesitate. You know yes, me. Yes, we should do it. You know me. We're about the show at this point in time. Right. And we're all in on this. Right. We're heavily invested in this. We are part of the action. Right. Okay. Right. Go ahead. Well, so you said, will you do it? And I said, I don't see why not. <laughs> or yes, yeah, sure, I'll do it. Right. And I I'll, I won't deny. I was I'm nervous. I said, geez, let well, me see the words if for If people second. look back on my Twitter, at PQ Miramichi, um, with all due respect. And I've been in front of a microphone for a lot of <laughs> events and a lot oh, of. Absolutely. You know. Okay. But allow me to finish. I was nervous. If people look back at uh, version one, if you will. Mm-hmm. Your, your, your hands are shaking, <laughs> and uh, you're reading the words off the phone. I, right. I, I Googled them up. I should be, know it. Because, again, yes. yeah, absolutely, you should know. We all should know it, but, again. Didn't want to make a mistake. We, right. We don't want to be, we don't want to have this remembered for all the wrong reasons. Right. So we get the first one out of the way. They're into it, Jerry. They're into it. But they're into it from get-go, but not to what it would build towards. And then by the gold medal game. I, and I think you had the wherewithal and the presence of mind to say something to the effect. Well, you know what we should do? We should play that. You want to play that? The gold medal one? Yeah. Sure. Because that's the one where the crowd was most into it. Yes. That's where you can most hear the audience participation. And that was... And, but you had the presence of mind before we play it to say something to the effect, and we'll get to the clip. You know, let's make this the best one yet. Let's or, make this the best one yet. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you know the words... Sing along. I make it the best one you've ever done. And if you know the words, sing along. Take me out to the ball game. And it's root, root, root for the iron man. Cause it's one, the restructure out at the old ball game. So there it is, that magical moment. That was the gold medal version. <laughs> but the, the genesis of it all was, you know, when it first happened, it was just 
okay, let's do it. And, and, and you're right. Julie and McCormick gets the assist here. Well, and, it, and it creates something that maybe I won't be able to not do anymore. But remember, we talked about, well, let's get somebody else up to do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And I think we will. Well, now it's funny you say, uh, is this something we carry on or do we do we put a cap on it and let it be well, in the moment that it was? <laughs> let it be. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, but think ah, about yes. that. You know, do we do this in the Moncton Fisher Cats best of seven series that we're about to play? Or do we let well enough be and let it be the moment that was and just another byline of the tournament that was? Or do we save it for game seven. vital or crucial right. games? A game seven, yeah. a possible clincher yeah. game. Yeah. So we'll we'll ponder on that. Yeah, we've never talked about that. But yeah, I, I, I see your point. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so post-tournament, there is a party. The party is on. The boys are having fun. The coaching staff's having fun. Their wives, girlfriends, spouses, family, children are all taking part of it. And credit to the Chatham Ironman, everyone was included in this. There are very few pictures post-game where you don't see family members with those players. And I so respect that it became a thing of, again, loaning itself to that common shared experience. I Mm. love the fact that their wives, girlfriends, partners... Uh, moms, dads, sisters, brothers, children, whatever, good friends, former teammates mm-hmm. are there. Mm-hmm. I loved everything about that. Everyone was included. Uh, I believe they went off to Boston Pizza into the wee hours. Now we're Monday. I think we had a breather. Um, Greg and I had communicated. Uh, I set up uh, Miramichi Police, Miramichi Fire Department for the parade. We have a, the traditional parade route. So that's a nice moment. Uh, it's well-received. Um, Another nice evening. Another nice yeah. evening. So we cool our jets for a little bit. Uh, then we have another brainwave of the whole Ironman Nation. We're playing on that now on behalf of the Ironman. I send a nice email, had Greg heavily involved. We set up the flag raising in the yes. um, courtesy poll, yeah. as it's called, in the uh, the courtesy poll. Right, in the uh, town square, Queen Elizabeth Park area, just adjacent to the Beaverbrook Kin Center. So the Chatham Ironman flag is flying high over Miramichi. And it, it hasn't faded yet. No. It, it hasn't faded yet. Yes. And here we are on the cusp of, where we're recording this on uh, September 5th, we're on the cusp of a best of seven with the Moncton uh, Fisher Cats. Right. It's about 10 days, 11 days since they won the championship. Right. And it's still, and now rolling, take, trying to take that momentum and roll into a series that's supposed to start this weekend. But because of the weather, I right. don't think it is going to. And, and Jerry, it's not only us. Yeah. Uh, you see 50 to 100 people through your shop every day. I yeah. see 50 to 100 people every day. Yeah. Um, everyone's talking about it. People who weren't there are talking about it. People who were there are living and dying by every moment in memory. Um, everyone's phone is full of pictures and videos. I have watched that Dylan Doucette to Andrew Case play 500 times, and it, it never gets old, and it will never get old. And, and just allow this. Here's another little uh, sub-story to all this. The majority yeah. have a phone on us, yeah. and that moment is captured. Yeah. Forever. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about 95. That tape exists. It does exist. Somewhere. VHS. In a Rubbermaid tote on a VCR yeah. tape. But now it's it's out there. Yeah. This play is out there. Mm-hmm. And, and I would make the case, and follow me along here, I would make the case, what what, what do you think? Three, 35 to 4,000 people were there? Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah. So as time goes on, whether it's 1, 2, 3, 5, 10, 20 years from now, this is going to be one of those Miramichi moments, Jerry, mm-hmm. where... By the time the dust settles and time goes on, it's going to be one of those stories where 30,000 people were there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone is going to tell this story as though they were there. Well, just like this show is based on. 
you remember it one way, I remember it another. And that's, and that's what you see when you talk to people about it, where they were. I always say when somebody tells me about the game, where were you sitting? Right, 100%. What did you see? But, but, but you again, know. just allow me here. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to grow to the point where people weren't there, are going to be so, have seen it so often, heard about it so often that it's going to be told as though they were there. And one other thing, Patty. Do, do you agree with that? Absolutely. But like, be, I, I the would reason, say the Miramichi Civic Center would hold 3,000 people for that Packers championship. 10,000 people were at that game. Yes. Do you know what I mean? And the other thing that happened that a number of people have said to me was uh, uh, worked out great for them was that the final game was online. Uh, people could to, to get online and watch it streamed. And they said, um, uh, is it Joey Savoy? Yeah. Joey Savoy. He was awesome. Wasn't doing play-by-play, but was just saying, okay, uh, so-and-so coming up, yeah. one out, one man on. He got into and it. And he would just let the pitchers do the rest. Right. And... They said the quality was good. Mm-hmm. They could see what was going on mm-hmm. if they couldn't make it to the game. And I know there was people in the city that were watching it mm-hmm. online. I know there was a lot of people abroad in other parts of the country and or the world that had tuned in and watched it online. And that was very organic in nature. Yes. All of a sudden we went, like, we're literally probably in, what, two hours before the game. We made yes. a decision. Got we're going to make this happen. We have mm-hmm. Wi-Fi. We have the technology. We have the ability. We're in control of the clubhouse because we're hosting the tournament. So... Um, good real estate is not a problem. And it happens. Here's another one for you. Um, I believe it was Tim Irving. Actually, I'm quite certain it was Tim Irving. He tells me, and Tim was very helpful, as you well know, in dialing us in and and making sure we had the proper equipment and everything was... uh, Sound system was A1. Right. He uh, calibrated it, for lack of better. (laughs) No, that's the right term. He's over at Cineplex in the parking lot listening. He can hear us coming across the river. And you're like, oh, my God. And... People who weren't there are sharing this moment. And the committee just decided that this is too important to some family and friends that might be away, fans that can't get here, all that stuff. We've got to make this happen. And they did, and the quality was good, and Joey's input was good, and everybody knew exactly what they were seeing. And again, not that we're basing it on views and ratings, and there's no way to say ratings, but right. it peaked high because there is interprovincial intrigue here yes. because it's Dartmouth. Yeah. To top that day, the three of us, the three amigos who had been together all, all the whole tournament, Donald Clancy, yourself, and I, um, late in the evening, as we often do, need something to eat. And we decided to venture across the bridge. Jeez, I forgot about this. Yes. I did. Ventured across. See, I remember it one way. You remember it another. Right. Venture across the bridge and go to McDonald's to have a, a nightcap. A feed, that is. Yeah. A graze. What I remember is after we have a, 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 a Big Mac and come out, and I'm looking back oh, and the oh, lights. Now, you're missing a step. Dollar cone days were involved. Well, dollar cone days, yes. We had to top it off with a dollar cone. Yeah. 115, no change. Look across the river. Yeah. And you see the lights on at Ironman Field. Absolutely. And it just looked like that picture from Field of Dreams where you look way out in the horizon Mm -hmm. and you see the lights of the field in Iowa. That's what it looked like to me from where I was standing once we came out of the restaurant and looked across. And here it's after midnight and the lights are still on. It's a very interesting point and one that was forgotten. By me until right now. Very picturesque. Now, back to the scoreboard and Clancy as we reference him. And back to the parade night. Yeah. Uh, they are the Chad and Miramichi Honda Ironman. Dougie Sargent, Teddy Carroll, Tim Saunders are there uh, loaning some vehicles for the parade. Because as a sponsor, they were involved, as you well know, Jerry. Yep. It was Sargent who says this after the game, because uh, I was riding with him. 
You see, do you think we can get the gates open and we can get a picture in front of the Miramichi Honda sign with the team? And I said, well, I'll, we can ask, Doug. Everyone's riding high. This is no problem. Yes, I'm opening the gates, says Greg Morris. It happens. They get the business picture out of the way. And then again, Greg yeah. Morris, to his credit, yeah. has the wherewithal to go, okay, everyone get in. And it's people who were involved. It's people who've been there for years. Yes. It's diehard fans. But again, loaning itself to that shared experience. Yeah. Everyone get in this picture. Spontaneous. And I feel somewhat awkward being in the picture. <laughs> no, no, but seriously, yeah, yeah, because yeah. You're, you're questioning, well, what did I do for yeah. this? But it happens on our way out. Before all this happens, on our way out, Donald Clancy goes, Patty, I bet you. <laughs> well, listen to this. <laughs> Patty, I said, Clancy, what? I bet you if we turn that scoreboard on, the score will still be on it. And I said, holy shit, Clancy, you are 100% right now. It is true. Well, assuming we haven't cleared it, yeah. it will always go on to the last game. And Jerry, listen to this. Uh, I'm just going gonna, gonna to make the hair on your arm stand up. Mm-hmm. If no one has cleared it and no one has played a game in Ironman Field since, mm-hmm. the first game we are hosting the Moncton Fisher Cats, whenever that shall be, <laughs> that score is going to come up. <laughs> it's going to come up. Yeah. So anyways, Clancy says, Quinn, if we get up there and turn that scoreboard on, the score is going to be there. And I said, holy shit, Clancy, you're 100% right. I'm trying to find Morris. Right now, my head is exploding. Well, yeah, because scoreboards, the, 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 the board is put away. This is Tuesday. Right. Right. Everything's put away. Oh, long yeah. gone. Right. I'm trying to find Morris. I said, Greg, crazy. I'm going to ask you this. You have the keys to the clubhouse. Well, what's going on? I said, I'm going to turn the scoreboard on. The scoreboard uh, should come back to where it last was. Right now, he thinks I'm a genius, <laughs> but I can't take no credit because Clancy's come up with this scheme. Yeah. I'm just the guy executing it. Greg throws us the keys, and it's as though he's the warden at Shawshank. <laughs> I get this key ring. <laughs> I get this key ring with 75 keys yeah, on it. Yeah. So Clancy and I start beaming her from right field all the way to the clubhouse. We're sweating out of breath by the time we get there. Sure you are. We pop the lock. We get upstairs. We pop the lock on the booth. We we haul it down from the third shelf. And you know what I mean when I say that? Yeah. And then we have this moment, Jerry. Again, the shared thing. I plug it in. I put the, you know, where it goes in in the back. Yeah. I plug it into the wall. And I say, Clancy, this is either going to be one of our finest moments <laughs> or we're going to have a disaster on our hands. And I went like this, Jerry. I went from boop and I popped it on. It takes, what, three to five seconds yeah, no to come that. to life and yeah. populate. And all of a sudden, and there it is. <laughs> there it is again. Jerry's two outs are still there. Yeah. The count is there. And I'm like, holy shit, Clancy, you're a goddamn genius. <laughs> and the pictures that shall live yes. on from that, yes. two days after the fact, mm-hmm. will live in infamy. That's amazing. Yeah. It is. It's just yeah. unbelievable. I love the fact that it saves the last game. That's I know. Tremendous. <laughs> I, oh, you're a, you know what? I bet you, you, Clancy, and I will have a discussion as to who's going to be the person to clear it. Oh, geez. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who wants to be that guy? All right. So we're long in the tooth here, folks. Uh, we're coming on two hours, but look it. This has been a pleasure. So final thoughts as we wrap this one up. Oh, goodness. Can't believe it was two weeks ago. Four tremendous days of, of seeing old friends, uh, having a great time, not, you know, being in unison up where we were working. And, of course, the unison that was on the field, uh, the fans, everything, there, was a, there wasn't, it's memories that you'll keep forever and you'll never, you know, never have them erased. You know how bad my memory is, mm-hmm. but I lived through every pitch. So, uh, you know, and just bringing them back now, two weeks later, is an accomplishment for me mm-hmm. <laughs> based on my memory. I know. 
and I don't think I'll ever lose those. And it was it was just a, a great time that was uh, anticipated since it was announced, and then early in the season when the team was was put on paper and how tremendous it could be, and it was. All right, here's my uh, final thoughts. Uh, again, I'm going back, and I apologize if I sound like a broken record. I am, uh, I am so delighted that it became what it became and that shared communal experience. Longtime fans, first-time fans, and everyone in between were there for all the right reasons. We're there to see the boys win the championship. God damn it, they go 6-0. and I mean, you couldn't have scripted that any better. Mark Noel, Kevin Bowes, any of the players, Greg Morris, no one expected to go through that tournament undefeated. Mm-hmm. Absolutely no one. Everyone had a game where they circled and went, okay, this might be the one where we have to learn something. They get through it at 6-0. and It's unbelievable. Uh, and, and again, I'm going for the heartstrings here. I'm all about Miramichi. I'm all about the great characters of Miramichi. And I think I feel, I don't want to say most happy for, but he would be in my top three. And he said it to us, and we have a wonderful picture that I'll cherish forever is a Bearcat, Ronnie McCormick. And I think he said something to the effect, I was here in 95, I'm here in 2019, I can't believe I have two of these championships. And doesn't that sum it up to a guy who is listed on any roster or program as a trainer, Mm -hmm. but so much more than trainer. He's been everything for that team off and on and over the years. I think I'm very happy for him. I'm happy for the way it ends for Frankie uh, Naveau. Mm -hmm. I look at Sam Lund and Justin Cormier differently now. I don't... Ivy. You know, Ivy. Um, you know, the, the guys from St. John. All right, let's you go know, through the it. guys from PEI. Guys from St. You John. You know, I just... They're, they're, as they say now, they're brothers in arms. Yeah. And you just... You know, we're going to take on... The wiremen are going to take on the Fisher Cats here. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I still have, you know, uh, an appreciation and a respect for Lund and Cormier now that... You know, I, I, I think I had it with Justin Cormier before. I didn't know the impact of Lund, but both of them and how, how key they were to making this, you know, a championship season. All right, we're on the home stretch, so let's not make this any longer than it needs to be. But just real quickly, yeah. let, let us not forget, Stevenson-Stevenson contributors, Doucette unbelievable, made the final play. Yes. But let us not forget that Doucette um, started at 0-8. And they... At the plate, yes. 4 8 excuse me. yes. And, and they stuck with them. Yeah. And didn't he? He went five for five or four yeah. for four that game. Yeah. Didn't he five, bust? Four for five. Yeah, four for yeah. five. Didn't he bust out? Yeah. And then from St. John, you have Case, Thomas, and Johnson, all key contributors. Yeah. Thanks for listening, folks. Uh, we were long in the tooth on this one, but. Um, so much to talk about. So much to talk about. So many stories, so many angles, so many perspectives, so many moments. We just thought we'd rehash it here on the run. Episode 15. Thanks again to the folks at. LJ Patterson Sales. Check them out online at ljpattersonsales.com. Thank you, Jerry. You're welcome, Patty. Thanks for listening, and bye for now.